0: In today's episode, we ask a question. Are you optimising for a great business, a great career, or are you optimising for a great life? Is there a difference? Can you have both? That's what we're going to explore in today's episode. Welcome to the Inner Entrepreneur, a place where soul meets strategy and passion meets profit. Success in business is more than mastering the external. It's an internal game. Ready to play? Hi I'm Paul Ryan. A couple of years ago I was out to dinner with a number of business owners and one of them said something that struck me. He was talking about his business and he said if you're not in business to scale why are you in business at all? If your purpose is not to continually drive and grow your business then what's the purpose of being in business? Now it seemed that most of the table agreed with him but it made me wonder. Is that what business is about? I mean, are we only here to scale and grow our businesses? I've been in business for many decades. And of course, I want to continuously grow and develop my business. But would I say that there's no reason to be in business if you don't want to scale? I don't think so. It seems to me that most people in business or most people who are very focused on their careers are optimising for great businesses, great careers and financial success. And the question I think they need to ponder is Are they optimizing for a great life? Everything began to make a whole lot more sense to me when I began to realize that what I really wanted was a great life. As it happens, having a great business, having financial success is part of that. So I also optimize for career, business, and financial success. But my priority is a great life. I think it's really important that you consider this and that you clarify what makes a great life. When you clarify what makes a great life for you, you can begin to consider whether or not a great career and a great business is part of that. But I think it helps you get your priorities in order. The thing is, if you haven't defined what a great life is, how will you recognize it? And might you be living someone else's version of a great life instead of your own? And it seems to me that that's what so many people are doing. They're living a life that they feel they should live, that the society or their parents or friends their social circle is telling them is a great life. And it may not be a great life for them. I wonder if that's why so much of society, so many people seem unhappy with their lot and there's so much stress out there. But if you haven't defined what a great life is, how is it you're going to recognize it? How can you ensure that your life? Your actions are lined up. If you don't know where you're going, how can you set the direction? So I think what we all need to do, certainly what I found very useful, is to explore what are the components of a great life. And I would start by saying, that's for you to decide. And if you don't know the answer, I think it's worth a lot of thinking. Because if you haven't figured out what a great life is, chances are you're living somebody else's version of a great life. You're living the life that somebody else thinks you should live. Now, maybe it's just not a question you've ever asked yourself. I think most people haven't. Well, if they have, they just haven't done it in a structured way. And maybe you've no idea where to start. I mean, living a great life. How do you explore that? Where do you begin? So I have a little process for that that I'm going to share with you and hopefully you'll find it of some value. So here's where you start. Firstly, This is a serious project, or should I say, this is a very important project. So if you want to figure out what a great life is for you, you're going to start by allocating some time. I'm going to suggest you go somewhere quiet where you won't have distractions, you won't be disturbed, you won't be getting calls, you won't be getting texts, you won't be getting emails. All you have with you in this quiet place is a couple of hours of free time and a pen and paper. The starting point for this is the free time and the focus. I think putting some structure in this is a great way to approach it. You may have heard before that there are seven areas of life. Of course, some people say five, some people say eight. It doesn't really matter. I work off the principle that there are seven areas of life. Now, we're all different, but you know, we're also very, very similar. And there are many, many versions of what a great life is. But I want to break down what my seven areas are, because what I think is a real help is if you can identify the seven areas of life, then you can start by simply asking yourself, well, what would a great life look for me in each of those areas? Because when you've thought through the seven areas and when you've asked yourself, well, what's important to me in those areas? What are my goals? Then it can begin to mesh together what a really good life would look like for you. Okay, so the seven areas of life, they're not necessarily in order of priority because each are important, And also priority changes. If at this point in time you're struggling financially, then you may want to prioritize your career or business or finances. If your health is struggling or if you're having family issues, you may prioritize that. So why I put them in order, that's not necessarily an order of priority. I think each have equal priority. So let's look at the seven areas. Number one is family. when I say family, I mean our immediate family, that inner circle of people who are closest to us we all benefit and are nourished by having a close family so if you're lucky enough to have a family I think it's important that you prioritize that and at least look at what do you need in your family are you giving it enough time are you taking enough care are there areas that need attention so have a look at your family as the first area of life the second is friendship a friendship is closely linked to family, but it's just one step to move. So, the first is family. The second is friendship or social connection. We all want our close family around us. But, you know, we need a second layer of connection as well. We need people we socialize with. We need friends. And there are different scales of friends. We will each have a handful of really, really close friends. But you'll also have friends maybe that you play tennis with, play golf with, go for a drink with, hike with, whatever. And these people may not be in your life every single day. That may not be a really close circle, but you can have some good friends and it's really important we're all nourished by that social connection. The third area of life is your physical health and well-being. Obviously, not much is happening in your life if your health deteriorated. And when our health goes downhill, we tend to have to turn our focus on that and prioritize it above all else. So it makes sense to recognize that good health is one of the really important. Areas of life, and we can start investing in that and making sure that we have a plan to have really good health, at least do our best to impact that. Number four is our mental and emotional health. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world, the quality of our life is the quality of our emotions, and our emotions are dictated by the thoughts normally going around our heads. And there's a lot of talk in the world at the moment about mental health. So it's clearly an area where people are not feeling nourished. And possibly they just don't have enough practices that they're consistently putting into their life to ensure their mental health is good. Number five is your spiritual life. Occasionally, I get a little bit of a kickback on that because some people don't feel the need for a spiritual life. When I talk about spirituality, what I mean is that our spiritual life is that we have a sense that there's a deeper meaning in life, a deeper purpose that can be a sense of connection with nature. But I think... Our spiritual life is a nourishing ourselves, our inner being, and a feeling of connection with life and a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning. So spirituality can be defined whatever way it's meaning, meaningful for you. I've been almost a lifelong meditator. of it, a daily meditation practice for close than 40 years. And a lot of my spiritual nourishment, I draw from my meditation practice. But there's lots of different spiritual practices. But I think everyone needs to nourish in their own way a spiritual practice. The sixth area of your life is your financial stability, your financial well-being, your financial independence. So many people are struggling financially. And when you're struggling financially, it tends to absorb you. It tends to be something you focus on so much. By the way, that's common with any area of our life that's out of balance. If it's out of balance, we tend to have to put focus on it. Our attention is drawn to it. So what I'm suggesting is in the process of assessing all areas of your life that you begin to look at, oh, I actually need to be nourished in all areas of my life, not just one. It's funny how we're so attracted to financial. And I suppose as a business owner, as an investor, I understand that because generating wealth and financial independence has always been hugely important to me. And there was a time in my life when possibly I prioritized it above almost everything except my family. And thankfully, I've always held my family more important than my business or financial life. But certainly I've sacrificed a lot to build a business. And I've seen people who have sacrificed everything. They've sacrificed their families, their marriages, their relationship with their children, their health, their peace of mind. People will sacrifice so much to pursue wealth, to pursue a successful business. What I'm putting forward here is that that's optimising for wealth. That's optimising for a really successful career and business. And there's a lot of benefits come from that. But there are seven areas of life. And a balanced, happy, fulfilled life requires that you pay attention to each of those. You don't have to have them in the same level of priority. That will come down to your own personal values. But each of those seven areas of life needs attention because if one is lagging behind, if one is struggling, it will impact everything. Number seven is your career. Some people don't work. Maybe their partner works and they don't need to, or maybe they're retired, or maybe they're financially independent. But a career for me is how you contribute to society. So you can run a business, and you, or you could be a doctor, or you could be a lawyer, or you could be a builder or a carpenter. There are many ways in which you contribute to society, and lots of those are income generating. But there's lots of people who... Focus and contribute to society in ways that don't generate personal income. So, we each need a career. And certainly, when you reach financial independence, you realize that if you don't need to get out of bed and work in the morning, you will find for purpose. So, when I talk about career, I mean, what is the purpose? What is the work you do? So, that's the seven areas. I'll quickly go back through them. Number one is family, number two is friendship and social connection, number three is your physical health and well being. Number four is your mental, emotional health and well being. Five, your spiritual connection. Six, financial independence. And seven, your career or your contribution to life. I think looking at your life in this way is a very good practice. So, what I'm suggesting is when you allocate your quiet time, sit down and maybe get a sheet of paper for each of these and write the separate headings and then just begin expressing your thoughts. I think if you allocate a time to think about your family, you can go. But how's my relationship with my family? That could be with your parents, that could be with your spouse, that could be with your children or your siblings or other relatives. So you can sit down and for a moment begin to ponder how is my relationship with my family? How would I rate it? Is it good? Is it something I'm doing very, very well on? And I just need to be conscious to maintain whatever habits are making those relationships good? Or is it something I need to work on? And if it's something you need to work on, now you have the opportunity of picking two or three actions that you can take that might positively improve that. But what this practice does is it allows you to go through every area of your life and take an overview and really assess it. So what I think it's useful to do for each of the seven areas is ask yourself these four questions. The first is, what are my goals for this area for my life? If it's your health, for example, what are your health goals? What degree of fitness do you have? I'm very big into fitness and I exercise almost every day. I want to be physically strong. But every year I do a big trip in Europe with my friends and we take a week and we might cycle about 650 kilometers. And usually it's mountainous terrain, so it can be tough enough cycling. But it's a great trip. It's a great trip socially, by the way, as well as physically and fitness. But I know once that trip comes into my diary that my fitness goal is to be fit and strong by September so I can really enjoy that trip so I can confidently do the cycle get up in the morning and cycle for 140 kilometers and then the next day get up and do the same and do that day after day and I can enjoy the company of my friends so it's important to me to really have fitness for that trip so that's just an example but you can look at any area of your life and go what's my goal for this area of life What's my hope? What are my dreams? What are the things I need to do? You can then consider well, if these are my goals for this area of my life and you've written them down, it's very easy to ask yourself, well, am I on track? Rate yourself, or am I off track? Am I doing very well here? And if you're doing very well, it can be useful to acknowledge that, congratulate yourself, but take a note of what it is you're doing that's getting you that result. And that could be in your family, could be in your health your spiritual life, your business. But if you go, actually, I'm doing really, really well here. What are the actions you are taking in that area that are optimizing that or generating those results? Because when you identify those, you can go, oh, this is what I need to keep doing. But you can quickly assess whether you're on or off track. I can tell you something with absolute certainty. If you assess your life based on the seven areas, there is always areas for progress. There is always areas for growth. I've never done this with someone who hasn't gone back and found some area that they're doing very well and some area that they go mm, I'm struggling here this is where I need to focus but also what they realize is that had they done this exercise many many years ago they might have be set out a life plan that was more balanced that enabled them to work on those areas of life so this leads to question three which is the obvious follow-on which is well well what do I need to change So what do I need to do now to keep this area of my life on track or to maintain it if you're happy with it? So when you've looked at each area of your life and you've asked, what are my goals and dreams for this area? Then you can identify what's the actions I need to take because you always have to have actions because conversation is pointless without actions. And then you come down to, well, what do I need to do now? What area of my life do I prioritize? Look, you may find you've... (laughs) You've worked to do in many areas of your life and you can't fix everything at once. So make one or two priorities and go over the next week, over the next month, I'm going to prioritize working in these areas of life. And you're really beginning to get to a situation where you have a better understanding of your life. You have a better understanding of what you need to do to make it better. And you have an action plan. So go through each area and review it. It's just going to give you a really good view once you've done this work the actions you need to take will be evident they will reveal themselves and maybe it's going to mean more time with your family maybe it's going to mean changing your diet or your health and fitness plan maybe you realise you're slipping up in your financials one of the things I'm always emphasising to young people is to get on top of your financials as soon as possible because the younger you start with an investment a savings, a financial plan the easier it is to achieve that but the longer you leave it The harder it becomes. So, when you put all this together, you're going to have a great picture of what your great life is because effectively you'll have identified these are the seven areas of life. You can put them in priority and you can see the actions you need to take. And it's a blueprint because fundamentally what you're saying is, well, a great life for me is achieving these goals, these dreams, and these seven areas. When you know what's important to you, I think it's self evident, it's obvious that what we do is look to optimise for these things. And this, I believe, is where people go wrong when they just optimise for a great business. Because we get mostly what we focus on. And if someone is obsessed to focus on a great body and great health, they'll probably get that. If someone is obsessed in focusing on building a great business, well, they're probably likely to get that. Both of those things need balance. If all you do is look after your body, but you ignore your friendships, you ignore your relationships, you ignore your spiritual life, you ignore your financial life. You're going to suffer in those areas. Likewise, if all you do is work all day long, maybe you're going to become very wealthy, but maybe you'll have lost your family or maybe your health will be in in, in dire straits. So a great life is going to be all of those components. I love the expression, we get what we focus on. And I think it's important that we focus on All these areas for life, and we prioritize those things we need to work with. And maybe what you'll discover is you've been focusing your energy on some things that weren't as important as others, and you need more balance. Where focus goes, energy flows. And the question is what are you focusing on? Are you directing your focus and energy on areas of life that are really important to you, or are you directing your energy in areas that are not quite as important? If you want a great life, you really need to know what a great life looks like. My life experience says that we don't control life, but we do have a massive influence. But the question is, how are you using the influence you have? They say that clarity is power. If you go through this exercise, you will end up really clear. But clarity isn't enough. You need a strategy, you need a plan, and you need to take action. You need to measure your progress. You need to course correct and take more action. So when I loop back to how I started this conversation which sitting over dinner and my friend saying, what's the point in being in business if you're not going to scale it? I think a better question is what's the point in living life if you're not going to try and live a really, really great life? Figure out what a great life is for you. Design that great life. Part of that may well be a business. And you know what, if it is wonderful. I wanted to build a great business. I wanted to achieve wealth. But make sure that building a great business is not all of your life. It's just part of your great life. Thanks for listening and good luck with it. Thank you for listening to The Inner Entrepreneur. If you found value in our content, please consider liking, sharing and subscribing. Until next time, take care.